Well, my friends, today we celebrate the Feast of the Holy Family. So it's the Sunday in between Christmas and New Year's is always the Feast of the Holy Family. And uh, this feast, as well as uh, Mary, the Mother of God, which we'll celebrate on January 1st, although it's not a Holy Day of Obligation this year, if you're still able to go, 10 o'clock Mass at St. Jerome next Saturday. Um, but that what we're doing with these feasts is we're basically we're unpacking the Christmas gift, right? That Jesus is the Christmas gift. In fact, our friends right up the road at the, uh, is it the Armenian church who have their sign, have the wonderful, Mary wrapped the first Christmas gift, right? When she wrapped the baby in swaddling clothes, right? Mary wrapped the first Christmas gift. Jesus is the Christmas gift. Uh, it's God entering into our creation and that what we are doing as we are reflecting on all these different aspects of the incarnation is unwrapping that Christmas gift, right? And where we're learning all the little intricacies. Um, I, yesterday, um, got an Instant Pot. I, I, you know, there's three of us that are going to be eating in the rectory, and uh, I, it's, it's, all right, I got an Instant Pot. How do I use this thing? <laughs> I have no idea what it, it's got a lot of buttons, and it's high pressure. I have no idea what I'm doing, right? So, I spent a good bit of last night watching YouTube videos on how to use it and not blow up the kitchen. And, uh, and then today, maybe this afternoon, I'll try it out and see what happens. May Father Daniel will be safely away. So that will be, uh, I don't know, who knows? But that, we gotta, that's what happens. You get a good Christmas gift and you want to unpack it. You want to figure out how to use it. What does it mean? What's all the, you know, everything that goes into this. And that's what we do with the incarnation. And in the incarnation, we, we recognize and confess that everything that Jesus assumed, right? Everything that the word assumed in becoming man, he sanctified. So now everything that Jesus took upon himself, he made holy. And that includes family life. That Jesus entered into a real family, right? The holy family of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, they are a real family. And so Jesus, in entering into family life, sanctified it. He made family life a path of holiness. He made family life uh, a means by which, by living it uh, in a particular way, for us can be those steps along the road to heaven. And how? How does that happen? Well, it happens because by God becoming man, again, unpacking the gift, we are able now to imitate him, right? And so everything that we do can be done in imitation of Christ. And so, because, how do you imitate God in heaven, right? How do you imitate the Trinity? Well, I, I don't know, right? You can't visualize the Trinity. As much as you think and try to visualize or imagine the Trinity, it's more unlike your imagine than it is like it. But when God becomes a little baby, like, we can, we can see that, right? That's something we can see. We can hear, we can feel, right? Maybe we weren't there at the stable. We definitely weren't there at the stable in Bethlehem, right? I don't think anyone here is 2,000 years old. But... That it's something we know what babies look like. We know, we know how this goes. And we hear about it in scripture. And we can imitate it. Living our family life in imitation of the Holy Family. So how, how did the Holy Family live and work? And this is something that we should meditate upon. Right? Just like Our Lady in the Gospel, keeping these words in our heart. You know, keeping them, meditating upon them. Over and over, pondering them in our heart. And so... Our Lady, the Blessed Mother, how did she do her work in the family? How did she take care of the baby Jesus? What did that look like when she wrapped that first Christmas gift, right? When she wrapped him up and swaddled him clothes. 
How did she do it? Everything that Mary did for her baby, she was doing personally for God. And so we too, everything that we do in the course of our day, but particularly in family life, we do it for the person we're doing it for, but we also can do it just personally out of love for God. I'm changing this dirty diaper out of love for God, right? Uh, and out of love for the baby who has a dirty diaper, right? I'm, I'm doing dishes. That's the one I can't stand. Doing dishes out of love for God, right? I'm, I'm being joyful as we kind of go out and drive around and look at Christmas lights and smiling out of love for God, putting away Christmas decorations, not until uh, two weeks from now, hopefully, but uh, that through the Christmas season, but putting away Christmas decorations, doing it out of love for God, right? Going, going, I saw a, um, uh, a Facebook meme or post or cartoon or something that's a beautiful, uh, a young couple, but the line is, I love you enough to go to Costco on a Saturday with you, right? Like, yes, doing that out of love for God, right? I'll go to Costco on a Saturday out of love for God, right? And for you. But how did, how did all that happen? Mary did everything personally out of love for God. And we could do that in our family, right? How did Joseph, how did Joseph do his work? How, he was the provider for the Holy Family, right? His work as a, a carpenter, or it may have been even like a stonemason or a blacksmith, right? The manual worker. How did he provide for that? And at what, with what love did he do it, right? With what attentiveness? And then Joseph, with the great flexibility, that when it became known that Herod wanted to kill the baby, um, God says to Joseph in a dream, rise, Take the child and his mother. Flee to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you. That's it. That's all the instructions you're going to get, right? Um, and so, go. Go to Egypt. Stay there until you... Well, what are they going to... Jesus is an infant, and Jesus actually at all in his hidden life, he wasn't working miracles. Like, right, there's sometimes these foolish stories that like, oh, Mary ran out of something, and Jesus just ran out of bread, right? Jesus just multiplies it. No, they didn't do any of that, right? Jesus lived ordinary family life. And so St. Joseph, needing to work along the way, is the, his family now goes into exile with a total change of situation. How did he do it? With what love and compassion than doing stuff around the house, right? How did he do it? This, this table that we're making, we're making it for God, right? We're doing it out of love. I can't imagine Jesus, uh, Joseph or Mary like cutting corners, like, ah, it's probably good enough, right? No, doing it with such love. We want these things to be to be meticulously perfect, not out of some kind of obsession with perfectionism, no, but because nothing, nothing's too good for the person I love. And ultimately, Jesus. How is Jesus? Is their child, right? What was it, Jesus growing up? He is God, right? But he, we hear in the gospel today, he was obedient to them, right? He is God. He is infinitely smarter than they are, right? He's infinitely more powerful, and he's obedient to them. He humbles himself. He obeys them, right? Um, and he does it, uh, sanctifying, uh, being a, a good child in a family, listening to his mom and dad, uh, and, and really loving them and honoring them and respecting them, doing his part as he's able to as he gets a little older, right? This is everything um, that Jesus did. And he sanctified that, living family life. And then, you know, as he got older, we don't hear anything more of St. Joseph after this gospel passage we read today. So it's, you know, part of the tradition that, that Joseph probably died before Jesus started his public ministry. Otherwise, we would have heard about him and he would have been there. And so after Joseph died, how did Jesus take care of his mother? How did he then help provide for her? All of these things, God sanctified them 
by living normal family life, right? Normal family life is a path to real holiness. But I think in all of this, too, it points to the fact that the family is not an end in itself, right? Rather, it points ultimately to the family of the children of God. That because, as we hear at Christmas, and as was the opening prayer for the Mass yesterday, that Jesus assumed our humanity, the best Christmas gift exchange ever. Jesus took our humanity and gave us his divinity in its place. And so we enter not just into our normal families and don't just live in our our physical families, but we are invited into living in the family of the children of God, right? We share in the divinity of Christ who humbled himself to share in our humanity. And so our families are never just an end in themselves. Rather, they point to us living in the love of the family of God. Our family should be the first place where we learn how to live in love, how to live the virtues that we're going to need to be part of the family of the children of God, to be good members of the church, the mystical body of Christ. Um, I, I was thinking about this, and I saw a video not long ago, about um, a, like a job description. What would it be like to have a job description, to, like, to be a mom, or to be a dad, or to be a, a son or daughter in a family? Like, what is a job description? Like, Here's, here's your job description. You only have to do... No, that's, that's crazy. What do you have to do if you're a mom or dad or son or daughter? Everything. You have to do everything, right? That's what the job description is. It's not like, oh, I never thought I would be doing this or that. Well, you're a mom or dad. You're a son or daughter. It's part of the job. Everything is part of the job. Anything that is needed for the family. Similarly, what is the job description for being part of the family of the children of God? What is the job description for being a good Christian, a good Catholic? One hour mass a week, right? 45 minutes if we don't sing. Um, and that, that's it. Then that's, you're done. You've done your job. Go home at the end of the day. No! We're part of a family. And part of the family is everything. We do everything. Everything revolves around our family life as the family of the children of God. And so... You know, if we don't see ourselves every minute of every day as part of God's family, then we are, we've forgotten our family. Uh, there's a Stephen King um, series of novels where the, when someone does something wrong, the, the you know, admonition, you've forgotten the face of your father. You've forgotten the face of your father. Well, all the more so for us. When we neglect or ignore our dignity as Christians in the midst of our everyday life, We've forgotten the face of our Father, our Heavenly Father. We, we've forgotten Almighty God. And so the job description is do everything. Anything and everything that's needed to live in union with God Almighty, to live as part of the family of the children of God. Family life, our daily family life, teaches us these virtues so that we can live them out, in, particularly in the church, and then the church in the midst of the world. This is what we're called to. Everything that Jesus took upon himself, he sanctified. This is our Christmas gift that we unpack. And so today, reflecting on and praying with the reality of family life, we should see that everything we do in our family is a path to holiness, and everything that we do in our family prepares us uh, to ultimately live the fullness of the freedom of the children of God.